Welcome to Daily Drive Time Devotions, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 this week. We're in our third day, looking again at verses 6 to 12. You might remember that yesterday we began a look at these verses. We talked together about the danger of being idle. Today, I'd like to focus on the value of choosing work, the idea that you ought to work. Now, why ought you to work in these verses? Well, Paul has two major reasons why he says to the Thessalonians, you ought to work. Number one, and this should cover it all, you ought to work because of the command of Jesus. In verse 12, he says, such people we command, we urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the bread that they eat. Verse 12, we're going to come back in a moment to how very important this simple command is in our daily lives. But right now, I want you to focus on the fact that this is a command. This is not a suggestion. This is a command that comes from the scriptures. We command you to settle down and earn the bread that you eat. So God commands that I should do it. That sort of settles it. Now, by the way, as we read through these verses, you may have noticed that sometimes the Bible will say the Lord commands, and sometimes Paul will say we command. What's the difference between those? When Paul says the Lord commands, he's talking about a specific quote that he's heard from Jesus Christ. Jesus has said this, and he's passing it along to them. When he says we command you, he's talking about something he's learned in his own life through the Holy Spirit, through God's direction in his life, that he's passing along to them. But here's the important thing. Don't miss this. Since the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write these words, when Paul says we command, it carries equal weight to him saying the Lord commands. A lot of people never get this in life. They think, well, if Jesus commanded it, I have to do it. If somehow Paul commanded it, well, it's sort of optional. Paul didn't command it. He's inspired by the Holy Spirit. The New Testament is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus saying, I'm saying this, or Paul saying, I'm saying this, the Holy Spirit is the inspiration in it all. And since he is the inspiration, they are all commands from God. Don't miss that. Don't let anybody confuse you on that. Pretty simple thing when you recognize the Holy Spirit inspired the Bible. When Paul says Jesus commands, he's just saying, I heard this directly from the words of Jesus. When he's saying, I command or we command, he's saying, the Holy Spirit's inspiring me to say this right now. And with that in mind, why did Paul say we ought to work? He said, first, because of the command of Jesus. But he says there's a second reason. He says not only of the the command, but also because of our example. We've shown you how to do this, he says. Let me read for you verses 7 to 9. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling, so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this, not because we do not have the right to such help, but in order to make ourselves a model for you to follow. You see what he says here? We weren't idle among you. We didn't eat anybody's food. We worked night and day, laboring, toiling. We didn't want to be a burden. And we did all this because we wanted to be a model, an example for you to follow. That's how important it was for Paul to show them what it meant to work. He knew it was something that was vital in their daily spiritual lives. This also reveals, by the way, something of the character of the Apostle Paul as a leader. Warren Wiersbe says of Paul here, selfish leaders use people to build up their support. And they're always claiming their rights. A truly dedicated leader will use his rights, will give up his rights to build up the people, and will lay aside his rights and privileges for the sake of others. These verses, as Paul talks about work and what it means, they're focusing on the value of work. And here's the important thing. Here is what I want you to get in these verses. Paul is not talking here about just your dream job. 
He's talking about any work. He says here, I'm talking about settling down and earning the bread that you eat. Any work that puts food on the table, puts bread on the table, is valuable work in the eyes of God. Let me say that again. Any work that puts bread on the table is valuable work in the eyes of God. Why? Because God made us to work. Remember that God ordained work before the fall back in the Garden of Eden. Adam, when he was created, before they sinned, before they ate the apple, he was given jobs to do right from the beginning. God gave him a commission to keep the garden. He gave him the job of naming all the animals, which if you think about that for a minute, that was no small job, naming every animal in all of creation. And this was before the fall, before they ate the apple. Now afterwards, you read in the book of Genesis that with toil, with labor, with difficulty, he would have to work. You see, some of the difficulty, some of the drudgery, some of the labor that comes when you think it's just too hard, it shouldn't be this hard, that's because of the fall that happened. But even before the fall, there was work to do. And even working in a fallen world, there is value in the work that we do. In any work that you do that puts food on the table, as long as it's done with character, as long as it's done with looking to honor God. I know a lot of people, when they talk about their work, they say, I'm just not satisfied. I'm not fulfilled because I'm not changing the world with the work that I do. And so it must not be valuable work. Work that puts food on the table, done in thankful praise to God, is valued throughout the Bible. The truth of the matter is, the idea that every work that we do has to change the world is somewhat ridiculous. Some people have to do the work that enables other people to eat. Some people have to do the work that enables other people to have plumbing. Some people have to do the work that enables other people to have electricity. Some people have to do the work that enables other people to have a million different things. And that is valuable work. Now, when it comes to changing the world, you can change the world in any work that you do because there are people involved. And involvement with those people and the way that you pray for them, the way that you influence them, you have a chance to change the world right then and right there. And so any work is valuable as long as it's done in thankful praise to God with character and with heart, with a sense of uh, authenticity and integrity before God. So that's why Paul says, I command you, I urge you, settle down and earn some money. Verse 12 again, such people we command, we urge, settle down, earn the bread they eat. Live, live a respectful life. Why? Because hearts are changed by personal example. That's what Paul says here in these verses. I gave you a personal example because I knew it would change your heart. And as you work in the job that you're working in, hearts can be changed by your personal example, the way that you work, the attitude that you have towards that work. I will be frank in saying that the problem that many of us have is not choosing not to work, but honestly over-investing in the work that we have thinking that somehow we're going to find in some job the fulfillment that only comes in a relationship with Jesus Christ, trying to find meaning and purpose in just your work. You find meaning, you find purpose in your relationship with Christ, and you bring that to your work. You get that backwards, and you will be frustrated the rest of your life. Work is a place to express your purpose, not a place to find your purpose. Let me say that again. Work is a place to express your purpose, not a place to find your purpose. 
And that is why any work that you do, you can express the purposes of worship. You can give praise to God while you're working. You can express the purposes of ministry. You can serve others while you're working. You can express the purposes of fellowship. You can fellowship with other believers that are at that work. You can express the purposes of evangelism, reaching out to others in the work that you're doing. You can express the purposes of growth and character in any work that you do as you trust God. There is no work that you do where you cannot express God's purposes through that work. Now, as we pray today, I want to pray for the job that you're a part of right now, the work that you have right now, that you'll be finding the opportunity to express God's purposes today. Lord, thanks. Thanks, first of all, for the opportunity to work in ways that express my purpose. And God, I pray, I pray that today we would work in ways that express our purpose. We can always look to the future and think about what's going to happen in many, many days to come plan and have ideas about the job I'd like to have tomorrow or next week. But God, you've put me where I am right now. And where I am right now today, even if it's looking for a job, if that's my work of today, I pray that I would do this work in ways that express your purpose in my life. God, show me how I can grow through my work today. God, show me who I can share with the good news in my work today. Show me somebody who needs fellowship, a word of encouragement at my work today. Show me somebody I could serve at my work today. And God, help me today to give you praise in whatever work that I'm doing. I pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Well, join us tomorrow. We're going to be looking together at a question that comes up in many people's minds in verses 13 to 15 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 3.